Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Exurga deus dissipentur inimici eius et fugiancio derunteum a facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. I've got a uh, news article from the National Catholic Register that I want to go actually all the way through and it means that I'm going to actually also go through some of the letters that are included in the information. So... The first part that we're going to cover actually is going to be directly from the National Catholic Register, and you can find it at ncregister.com. The headline is Breaking International Coalition of Bishops Offers, quote, Fraternal Letter of Concern, close quote, to German Episcopy over, quote, Synodal Path, close quote. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Archangel, defende nos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraecidium. Imperatili Deus supplicas deprecamur, duque princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos quad perditionum animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. Cor Iesu Sacratissimum Miserere Novus, Mater Dolorosa, Ora Pro Novus. Sancti Iosif, Ora Pro Novus. Beatus Carolus Domo Austriae, Ora Pro Novus. Domine ostende facim tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculato Conceptio Est. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Headline, Breaking, International Coalition of bishops offers fraternal letter of concern to German episcopacy, episcopacy over synodal path. Over 70 bishops from four continents warn that heterodox German reform efforts risk fracturing church unity, adversely impacting the church globally. This is written by, uh, I believe it's pronounced 
Lidl or Lidl? Jonathan Lidl, April 12, 2022. From the article. 74 Catholic bishops from four continents have signed a fraternal open letter to their Episcopal counterparts in Germany expressing concern over the German church's controversial synodal path. While noting the need for reform in the life of the church, the letter states that, quote, Christian history is littered with well-intended efforts that lost their grounding in the word of God, in a faithful encounter with Jesus Christ, in a true listening to the Holy Spirit, and in the submission of our wills to the will of the Father, close quote. The letter states that Germany's controversial synodal path, a reform effort backed by the majority of German bishops, that calls for fundamental changes to the church's teaching on sexuality, blessings for same-sex unions, and priestly ordination of women, quote, risks leading to precisely such a dead end, close quote. The letter released publicly this morning at 8 a.m. follows other recent expressions of fraternal concern over the German synodal path, also known as the synodal way. On February 22nd, Archbishop Stanislaw Gadecki, president of the Polish Bishops' Conference, wrote a letter to the German bishops expressing his, quote, deep concern and anxiety, close quote, over the process, while the Nordic bishops cautioned against, quote, capitulation to the zeitgeist, close quote, in a March 9th letter. So this actually makes letter number three. Today's letter, however, is differentiated by the international scope and, in some cases, prominence of its signatories. Bishops from Africa, Australia, Europe, and North America, 10 countries in total, have added their names to the letter. The list includes four cardinals, Nigerian Cardinal Francis Arinze, U.S. Cardinal Raymond Burke, South African Cardinal Wilfred Napier, and Australian Cardinal George Pell, 15 archbishops and 55 bishops. <clears throat> Globalized scandal. The international character of the letter's signatories reflects the international problem these bishops believe the German synodal way presents. The opening, the opening line states that, quote, in an age of rapid global communications, events in one nation inevitably impact ecclesial life elsewhere. Thus, the synodal path process, as currently pursued by Catholics in Germany, has implications for the church worldwide, close quote. The text of the letter states, including... Quote, the local churches which we pastor and the many faithful Catholics for whom we are responsible, close quote. Cardinal Napier told the Register that he signed the letter out of concern that the church in Germany is going to in a different direction than the rest of the church, particularly when it comes to the issues that, we that, we are, that are going to have repercussions on the church in every part of the world. That last part is a quote. The South African Cardinal expressed specific concern over the synodal path's deviation from the established teaching related to sexuality and said that what happens in Germany absolutely has an impact on life in his country. In fact, he said that at the meetings of the Symposium of, of Episcopal Conferences in Africa and Madagascar, quote, there is always concern about how what is taking place in the church in the West is having an impact on the church in Africa, and in particular where the impact is of a negative nature, close quote. Cardinal Pell told the register that the German synodal path, uh, excuse me, told the register that the German synodal path's departure from orthodox teaching on sexual morality, which he described as going beyond the usual, quote, nods and winks and suggestions, close quote, to a, quote, explicit disavowal and rejection of Christian teaching, close quote, will likely give cover to similarly heterodox efforts during the July 2022 meeting of the Australian Church's Plenary Council. Quote, I don't think it threatens 
to be as extreme as the German one, but these renegade teachings are significant for us in Australia and for our council, close quote, the Cardinal said. Bishop Thomas Paprocki of Springfield, Illinois, one of the organizers behind the drafting and promotion of the letter, said that he signed this, quote, fraternal letter of concern, close quote, because he felt a responsibility to be clear to the people of his diocese that, quote, what is coming out of this German synodal path is not correct, close quote. People are aware that the Catholic Church in Germany is condoning practices and fostering teachers that are contrary to the Catholic faith, said Bishop Procki of the potential for globalized scandal. Well then, other people in other countries are going to say, if they can do it over there, why can't we do that? <clears throat> Close quote. It's weird when you're trying to do this. It's, it, it gets a little hinky. Fraternal correction and papal assistance. Bishop Aprocki said the letter is an instance of the kind of fraternal correction described by Christ in Matthew 18, its sense of collegiality strengthened by the fact that it comes from beyond one Episcopal conference or just one country. He also described the letter as an aid to Pope Francis, who previously wrote to German Catholics regarding the Synodal Path, urging them to, to avoid temptations to compromise the gospel in their efforts of reform. Quoting, I think... We, as brother bishops, have a responsibility to be of assistance to the Holy Father in this regard, trying to address some concerns that we have about what's happening with the Catholic Church in Germany, and hope that the German bishops will respond, said Bishop Aprocki. The multinational bishop's letter expresses several concerns with the German synodal way, undermining the credibility of, the church, of church teaching and authority, drawing inspiration primarily from sociological analysis and political ideology, replacing a Christian notion of freedom with autonomy, lacking the joy of the gospel, an overly bureaucratic anti-evangelical tone, and a focus on power that suggests a spirit fundamentally at odds with the real nature of Christian life. The last and most distressingly immediately immediate problem listed, and that is, this is actually quote, the last quote and most distressingly immediately problem, uh, immediate problem, close quote, listed is how the synodal path risks undermining the credibility of the very concept of synodality, particularly relevant at a time when Pope Francis is attempting to lead the universal church through a synod on synodality. By its destructive example, German synodal path may lead some bishops and may lead many otherwise faithful lay people to distrust the very idea of synodality, thus further impeding the church's necessary conversation about fulfilling the mission of converting and sanctifying the world. And that's quoting from the letter. More signatures sought. Currently, the letter's 74 signatories include 48 Americans, including seven archbishops, Archbishop Paul Coakley of Oklahoma City, Archbishop Salvatore Cordiglione of San Francisco, Archbishop Joseph Nauman of Kansas City, Kansas, Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland, Oregon, Archbishop Emeritus Joseph Kurtz of Louisville, Kentucky, Archbishop Emeritus Charles Chaput of Philadelphia, <clears throat> and Archbishop Samuel Aquila of Denver, who previously wrote his own criticism of the first text to emerge from the German synodal path. Quote, The German church does not and cannot speak for the universal church, and I am encouraged to see so many bishops speak out in defense of the faith, said Archbishop Aquila in a comment provided to the register. Notably, the letter does not include the signature of Archbishop Jose Gomez, the president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. Additionally, none of the six cardinals, cardinal metro metropolitans in the U.S., had signed the document as of the time of its publication. 
Most of the letters non-U.S. signatories hail from Africa, especially Tanzania, which has 14 bishops included. The letter, which originated among a group of U.S. bishops, spread to other possible signatories through word of mouth. Widespread dissemination was limited by a desire to keep the contents of the letter confidential before its publication, but Bishop Paprocki is clear that the letter is, quote, not meant to be a closed list, close quote. In fact, the letter's organizers have provided the email address, episcopimundi2022 at gmail.com, where other bishops can request to add their names to the letter. My hope would be that the other bishops, who for whatever reason didn't have an opportunity to sign on previously, would not feel excluded, but in fact would feel they now have an opportunity to add their name to the list, said Bishop Propraki. So I hope to see that list continue to grow. <clears throat> in fact, by releasing the letter publicly after already securing 70-plus signatures, including the signatures of some internationally respected ecclesial figures, Bishop Aprocki believes the other bishops who might be concerned about departing from the mainstream of collegiality in terms of collegiality and communicating with fellow bishops will have an easier time signing on to the letter than they would have by themselves. I think that this helps address those kinds of reservations or hesitations that a bishop might have just seeing the number of bishops that are already on this and the names that are represented here. <clears throat> Ultimate hope. Signatories who spoke to the register said they hoped the letter would both lead to doctrinal clarity and preserve ecclesial unity. Cardinal Napier said he expects the letter to generate widespread conversation among the African episcopate regarding Germany's synodal path and its possible threat to church unity. What we don't want to see is a splitting up of the church. I don't think anyone wants to see that, he said, including the German bishops. The South African cardinal also noted that because of the great respect African bishops have for, the church, for church authority and the Holy Father, he would expect even more outspokenness from the continent regarding Germany's synodal path if it was perceived as going against the intentions of Pope Francis and threatening church unity. Cardinal Pell, for his part, insists that unity can only be built upon a shared commitment to the apostolic tradition. He describes the errors advanced by the synodal path as a source of moral confusion and relativism that undermines the authentic doctrinal unity. The Australian cardinal says it now would be very appropriate, indeed necessary, for the congregation of the doctrine of the faith to provide a clarification regarding the problematic views being advanced in Germany. As successor to the apostles, we've got something of a duty to bear witness to the truth, he told the register. Bishop Aprocki says the ultimate hope of the letter campaign is to have the German bishops see the widespread concern from their Episcopal brethren and reassess what it is they're doing, getting back on course with the true teachings of the Church, especially before the Synodal Way issues its final documents in February 2023. Spring, the Springfield bishop mused that perhaps the German bishops thought their release of the Synodal Path documents would prompt other bishops from around the world to get on board with their controversial positions. Instead, he thinks the opposite has happened. What we see is an international response of bishops to the bishops of Germany, saying, Brother bishops, you're going down the wrong path, and we hope that you'll get back on course. Now, <clears throat> I would like to think... I pray this helps. I pray for the conversion of the German bishops who seem to be hell-bent on going to hell. 
I pray for the conversion of all bishops who have decided that they're not going to bother touching this because, well, it, maybe it's their business or whatever. The problem that we're having in the church today is that we're finding ourselves sort of tied into knots, for lack of a better phrase. And we're tied into knots because we have these ways that we believe that things are supposed to go. Everything's supposed to be, you know, with a certain with a certain standard of decorum. We'd like to think that we put behind us the days of St. Nicholas punching, uh, you know, the her- the heresiarch Bishop Arius in the in the in the mouth for his blasphemy. <clears throat> and I really hate to say it, but I don't think that's going to work. I hope it works. I hope that we can do this in a gentle manner. But notwithstanding that, there's something to be said of the Eastern Orthodox way of doing things. Where they simply say, that's not the path, and until you get back on the path, go away. And if you're not going to get back on the path, then stay gone. The hindrance to that is that we're actually anchored to the Holy Father who has been disturbingly, disruptively silent. The Holy Father hasn't come out and said anything one way or the other. And the longer that this carries on the way it does, rightly so, Catholic laity are beginning to question, is he really the Holy Father? Traditionalists will tell you that the church is not a democracy, and that is absolutely true. It is a verifiable, objective fact. Holy Mother Church is not a democracy. Christ is the head of the church. Christ is king. Christ is king both of heaven and of earth and of all things under the earth. And it doesn't matter what the bishops do. It doesn't matter what the pope does. That fact will never change. And if the Pope thinks that he's going to convert Christ, God, into his way of thinking, I suspect the Pope's got a surprise coming his way. If the bishops think that they can convert Christ, well, we're a huge section of blah, 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 blah. Then I would simply refer them to a quote from Father Ripperger, You're not that special. Oh, you're a bishop. Yeah, that's cool. But you're not so special that you're going to get our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the God-man, the Word made flesh, truth in the flesh, to change the truth. You can beg, you can plead, you can pray, you can just pronounce, you can simply carry on on the path that you're doing, and you're going to find that at the end of the day, Christ is still king, and everything that you've done, everything that you've tried to do, is going to lead pretty much to nothing. You think I'm worried about the church going into schism? I'm not. I'm not because Christ is going to be victorious. 
I worry for the souls of those who decide that they're going to head into schism. But Christ isn't going anywhere. His doctrines aren't going to change. The dogmas of the faith are not going to change. The faith itself is not going to change. Even if nobody believes in it, everything that is Catholic is still true. The one holy Catholic and apostolic church is still true. So what do I care? <clears throat> Seriously. The Holy Father wants to descend into apostasy. I will pray for him and I will pray for his conversion and that's it because I can't I can't convert him. I'm prohibited by canon law from even raising a hand to him and that's rightly so. I would smack him in the mouth when he pops off talking about Our Lady as less than what she is. I would. If I were ever co-located with him when he did it, you know, I probably, but I, I also know simultaneously that that is a condemnation against me. And so I would like to think that my better, my guardian angel would be like, nope, stay your hand, etc., etc. And if he didn't, Well, then maybe there's a reason for that, too. And it could simply be that for all of the pomp and circumstance, which of which Francis has retained very little, but of all the pomp and circumstance, it would seem... Well, look, I'm going to put it like this. If the Holy Father ascribes to the doctrines and dogmas of Freemasons, either because he's a Freemason or because he's deceived. So long as he carries on in that, I mean, he's not Catholic. He's Freemasonic. If the German bishops have decided that they're going to carry this out and they're going to call evil good and good evil, well, Christ has already pronounced his, his proclamation about that. I don't have to say further. There's a part of me, in all honesty, when I look at all of the news that comes out of the church, I get a little bit annoyed because we look at it and we're like, oh, goodness, everything's falling apart. Yes, yes, yes. The apocalypse of St. John the Beloved said everything was going to fall apart. Christ said himself everything was basically going to fall apart. I mean, why else would Christ say when the, when the Son of Man comes again, will he find faith upon the earth? because he's pretty sure he won't. I feel like that's not a difficult like that's not a difficult equation to solve. Why would you ask such a thing? Am I concerned by it? Not particularly. No. Why? Because I'm doing my best. I can do better. Admittedly, I slack off on a bunch of stuff. But I'm doing my best, and I'm not really going to worry about what the German bishops do. Try to get the sacraments, but one of my one of my more favorite blesseds, though he's controversial, is a priest 
who taught about how to live a Catholic life when you don't have access to the sacraments. That's Blessed Joachim of Fiore. Now, maybe he makes it. You know, maybe he made it into heaven or maybe he was a heretic. I mean, there was a bunch of stuff that seemed a little on the screwy side. And, you know, when you get into the mystical stuff, it's pretty easy to get misunderstood. But I also know that he never made it to his trial to try and defend what he wrote. And there's a lot of assumption that what was attributed to him was not actually from him. And so it's still in question. Now, maybe he wrote the stuff that they say he wrote and he was a heretic and died a heretic, or maybe he wasn't. But the teachings on how, but the teachings on how to maintain the faith in a time when you don't have access to the sacraments is kind of important because many of us may not actually have access to valid sacraments. And I say may not actually have access to, val to valid sacraments because there's a lot of really interesting and complex things that interplay. It's not just about the Novus Ordo. It's not just like all of those things. It's not just about. There are a lot of things at play. And in truth, as a layman, as a human being, I, as a human being, I can't know everything anyway. And as a mechanic, I know not to try. Because all it does really is make my head hurt. You know, you step you step on something and all of a sudden you get a whole bunch of Setificantes come out of the brush. And then you step on something else and all of a sudden you get all the Novus Ordites coming out. And then you step on something else and then you got the trads attacking you from every angle. Is Francis the Pope? Could be. Don't care. Is Benedict the Pope? Could be. Don't care. Convenient fact, I'm not a priest. So when I pray for the intentions of the Holy Father, I pray for the generic intentions of the Holy Father as they have been understood by Holy Mother Church throughout the ages. I don't have to worry about, oh, I'm praying for the intentions of Pope Francis or I'm praying for the intentions of Pope Benedict. I'm a layman. I'm, it, I don't celebrate liturgy. I'm not like, I don't, it's not there for me. I expect my priest to do his best to be a Catholic priest, a good, solid Catholic priest. And beyond all of that, I mean, if either he's making it or he's not, and if he's not and it's not feeding me appropriately, then I do have to go to pastures that are more fulfilling for the sake of my soul. I occasionally wonder if I'm being accosted by scrupulosity. And then I look around and I remember there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm just not quite getting right because I'm really, really only doing the best I can and that's not very good indeed. All I can do is have faith that God understands. Faith that God knows my heart and knows that I want to know him, love him, serve him in this life and the next. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online 
you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's all I can really do. And then I walk by faith and say, you know, wherever you want me, Lord, just put me there. And if he opens up the path, great. And if he doesn't open up the path, then there's a reason. I do get a little bit concerned when it feels like he's opening up the path way too fast or like, it's like, oh, hey, wow, all of these great things are happening. And I go, oh, okay. And then I remember what some of those great things look like. And I'll use my day. In fact, I'll use my day today as an example. Our company has a project. It it is a project that is a contract with another company that is doing something for a third company, which is by far the most appealing material location to work that I have ever had in mind. And I know that sounds convoluted, but I'm actually not at liberty to disclose a whole lot. I was in the process of transitioning from being a contractor to being a permanent employee. I'm still in that process. I have a coworker who is a thorn in my side. I have two airplanes that desperately need lots of work. And we don't have a whole lot of time to get it done. I have a crew that if you take your eyes off of them, as take your eyes off of the crew, not every individual, but if you take your eyes off of the crew for more than an hour, then what you find is you've got a bunch of, you, you, you all of a sudden have to herd cats to get back, to get them back to their jobs. And it's, in part because a lot of these guys are young guys and, you know, they're easily distracted and all of that. <clears throat> and it's in part because sometimes if, if you let it go for more than an hour, it's different. Like a lot, this isn't easy work. It's complex work 
We're dealing with complex systems, with systems that, you, you know, some things you can be a little bit more physically rough on and some things you absolutely cannot be. And you've got, you know, conflicting, conflicting approaches based on whatever it is that you're working on. And sometimes people just get a little bit lost. And so you get the people getting lost and then the youth thing, distracting them because, you know, it seems like everybody under the age of 30 has ADD. <clears throat> and even some people over the age of 50 seem to have ADD. But you've got all of these moving pieces. You've got, you know, I've got like three or four teams that are all working on different parts of the airplane. A lot of systems are going on. A lot of stuff have to, has to move nearly in unison in order for us to continue to keep a pace. <clears throat> and then, of course, the distractions from the higher-ups who come in and always want to know the, quest, the one question that you haven't got the answer to yet because, you know, you're tracking 6,000 things or whatever. And I say 6,000. Today was only 26. Um, <clears throat> and then also having to go behind and, you know, sign for stuff and make sure everything, you know, actually do the whole supervisor thing. It's a lot of work. And then I get to the end of the day. Actually, I'm not even going to fast forward to the end of the day. I get to 8 o'clock. There's a lot of stuff on my plate. I get to 10 o'clock and I realize I've accomplished major goals. I get to 12 o'clock and I realize everything is actually running fairly smoothly. I get to 2 o'clock and we are, we are over the hump and we are on the home stretch. I get to 4 o'clock and now everything is starting to look like it's coming to, like it's really coming together. I get to 6 o'clock and it's like, okay. And by the way, yes, I just, mind you, I start my day at 6 a.m. But I get to 6 p.m. and we're wrapping everything up and I'm rushing through doing the time cards and making sure that all of the time slots and everything and all of the reports are updated in this, that, and the other. And then I clock out at 6.30 and I step back, I turn around, I look at my hanger and I say, Oh, my heavenly Father, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Blessed Virgin Mary and Holy Joseph, how, can I ha how could you have blessed me with such a life? I'm doing a job I love. And yes, it's challenging. It's a pain in the it's a pain in the butt. And people can be a pain in the butt. Until I'm standing there and I'm looking at that airplane in a darkened hangar. It's not dark, but in a darkened hangar. It's the end of the day. And I realize there's no place else I'd rather be. Now maybe I could work for a different company or whatever. But it would be a large, largely the same collection of people. You know, I mean, it's obviously not the same people individually, but, you know, the same types of people. <clears throat> and then I step out into the 12-degree weather and the wind and snow, content that everything I did, everything I did, I did to the best of my ability. That if there was any problems that need to be solved, we still have another day. And those problems can wait. They can at least wait until tomorrow morning when I'm back at it with my cup of coffee in hand as I'm looking through where we left off and making a plan for the day.
all of those trials, all of those, all of those issues, the people who drive me nuts, the tasks that don't seem to want to be solved. As soon as I clock out and I'm standing there at the, at the far side of the hangar, looking back at my, at the airplane I'm working on, knowing full well that I have another one parked right outside the hangar that I'm going to have to get to as well. And I look and I go, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Are there politics I don't want to deal with? Of course. Do I think my bosses could be doing a better job or with a better focus? Of course. Am I going to be able to change that anytime soon? No, no, definitely not. Because a lot of the reason why I think we could be doing it better is because I'm a Catholic and the Catholic worldview I have is not the same as everyone else's worldview. It's inherently not the same. When I say that Christ is truth in the flesh, there's nothing, nothing in my mind, heart, or soul that has any doubt that that is the case. That the Ten Commandments are written in order of precedence, that God started with the most important and ended with the least important. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind that this weekend... From Spy Wednesday to Maundy Thursday to Good Friday to Holy Saturday and Easter Sunday. There's no doubt in my mind that this week is the most important week of the entire year. That it resonates with the most important event in all of the history of the world that has happened and is yet to happen. No doubt in my mind. None. Unshakable. That most everybody looks and goes, okay, that's Good Friday and Easter Sunday, right? No. It starts with Spy Wednesday. It started with Palm Sunday. It started with Passion Sunday. It started with the Annunciation. It started with let there be light. For most of everybody else, it's not important. It's not in their mind. Easter Sunday is just a day off. But the fact that this week is so very different for me, for for me, in particular, and my fellow Catholics in my workplace, that this week is so different for us makes our outlook on everything that goes on, the whole of everything else, all of it, different. From how I deal with my coworkers, how I deal with my team, how I deal with my bosses, all of it's different. Every last bit. 
Would I prefer that aviation mechanics were organized in a guild structure? Absolutely. Would I prefer that the entire aviation industry was in fact organized as a guild structure? Without a doubt. The guild, the actual traditional guild structure from the Middle Ages is perfect. It's as good as it's going to get for a bunch of very faulty human beings. I want to be rid of the democracy and I want a monarchy because Christ is king and the king on earth should represent the king in heaven. Should be representative of the king in heaven. That's a better way to say it. I want my pope to be a good, holy, Catholic Pope. I want, my mo- I want the monasteries of the Church of Christ to be preaching, contemplative, apostolic. And for goodness sake, to wear habits. Not, you know, toned down sort of nice clothes that are, you know, sort of modest. I mean, habits. I want to be able to look at a priest and pick him out among a crowd. And not because he's the sleazy looking one, the sleaziest one, sleaziest looking one in the, in the room. The clothes make the man and the cassock makes the priesthood. It's very, very difficult to be unruly. And to be sure, I mean, there's a few. you got some e-priests out there who managed to do, you know, some pretty unruly stuff in cassock. But the clothes make the man. And it certainly helps with the vocation. I want the world to fall under the banner of the Sacred Heart, under the protection of the Immaculate Heart. Like, I want those things. But I'm also very aware that God will do it in His time. And He already said He was going to do it. He said it's done already. As far as He's concerned, it is done. Considering He stretches out time like like an artist stretches out a canvas. Will the bishop will the German bishops conference go into schism and bring most of the faithful with them? Without a doubt. I mean it might not be the German bishops. But the church is but, but the church, the human element in the church is going to apostatize from the faith. From the top down. We know this. It's in scripture. It's been It's been prophesied, I don't even know how many times, but it's been prophesied so many times over the last thousand years alone that you really can't ignore it anymore. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when and who happens to be in charge when it happens. But seriously, can I I make one of the gray hairs in my head suddenly go back to being brown by worrying about this? Can I make myself so much as an inch taller by worrying about these things? Or extend the days of my life by even a minute 
Of course not. And the same thing is actually true for the White House and the presidency of the United States and, you know, the presidency of France and all of these other global governments, you know, whatever country you happen to be listening to this podcast from, the same thing is true. Sure, do what you can, do what you believe you must, follow what what prudence guides you to do, but detach, don't worry. If the whole world rejects Christ and you hold fast to the faith, guess what? You win. If the whole church, if every cassock and every mitre rejects the holy faith and you don't, guess what? You win. And where do I go to get the sacraments? Dear family, Make the, prepar- make the preparations. Do whatever it is that you can to prepare so that your family can receive the sacraments as often as possible. But also make the preparations for when you can't. And let that longing in your heart for, for communion with the Lord Jesus Christ be the only emotional disturbance. Well, that and, of course, sorrow for your sins. (laughs) Because for everything else, you don't necessarily have the control. And trying to gain the control Well, I know a whole bunch of other beings who tried to gain control, too. And it didn't work out so well for them. One of the greatest lines ever uttered by a politician when talking about other politicians was trust, but verify. And those are politicians. Those are not God. With the Lord Jesus Christ, you merely have to trust one foot in front of the other, step by step, all the way into heaven. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. By the way, if you happen to not click off... I really hope you didn't click off just yet because I hope that you actually looked, saw the time, and said, wait a minute, there's still like another minute on here. What's going on here? I have a friend at work who's going through a tough time. I don't know what it is. He hasn't shared it with me. But I would ask that you pray for him. Pray that Our Lady comfort him. Pray that St. Joseph strengthen him. Pray that he makes it through whatever it is he's going to make, whatever it is he's trying to make it, whatever it is that he's trying to make it through to. I'd greatly appreciate that. And I know while he won't have an opportunity to say it, because I don't even think he knows, I don't think he listens to the podcast. 
but I know that he will appreciate it. Maybe send your guardian angel to go talk to his guardian angel. In fact, have your guardian angel get in contact with my guardian angel. My guardian angel will go ahead and let your guardian angel know who it is, and you can send the wishes directly over there. At least I think that's how it works. I don't really know. Like I said, I would greatly appreciate it, and I know he will also. God love you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.